But let's get some insights on the biggest news that's shaping the markets thus far. And for that, we're going to welcome in Ben Emans, Managing Director of Global Macro Strategy at Medley Global Advisors. Welcome to the show, Ben. Morning. Welcome. Thank you for having us. All right. So, uh, you know, the equity market's been taking its cues from the bond market this week as yields have spiked. But what's your outlook for equities here as volatility remains fully intact at this point? And it seems like uh, it's just a roller coaster of a ride for investors at this point. It certainly is. I don't think that necessarily will change uh, you know, for the broad index because it's the online. Like you have a war that may last longer. You have Federal Reserve that really now tries to get ahead of the curve and unwind that balance sheet faster. You have inflation data coming out next week. That's not going to be uh, looking very pretty. And, and then we get earnings out too, right? Which you know starts with the financials. And as you can tell from bank stocks, they've been down of, of late. You know, in part, despite rising interest rates, I think that's really a reflection of people getting worried about that the economy at least slowing down. So broad index will be under this spell of volatility. But within, there's a lot of opportunity, though. I don't think you can play offense, defense in this market between, say, reopening type trades are still ongoing and state the defense side on the commodity side in particular, given the conflict of Ukraine is setting such, put so much pressure on commodity prices. Yeah, and uh, Ben, if you take a look at uh, you know some of the areas within the market that are maybe outperforming, we've seen a lot of strength in healthcare, utilities this week, consumer staples. That typically, to me, is a warning flag that, hey, uh, you know, the areas of the market that typically lead us to the upside are not right now. We're getting a little bit of a reprieve here as markets turn green, but at the same time, is that the theme that's going to play out for investors moving forward, that they're going to continue to go into dividend playing or safety plays at this point? Very much so. I think it's because of the uncertainty, particularly, I think, related to Ukraine, because you just don't really know how that conflict exactly will play out. And above all, the risk that Europe will fall into a recession sooner than the United States is a risk to the U.S. economy and U.S. markets too, right? And I think this is why people are moving more defensively. And, you know, and as, you, as you mentioned, the, the Treasury market is under significant pressure currently. So that's not why you can play really as a defense. You've got to go into need stables, higher dividend paying stocks uh, or, or materials perhaps, or otherwise, I say food-related uh, industries that are now going to you know, stand to benefit from this major food uh, price shock that we're going through. So I think that's the way to do it. And as you show out there on the graph, you can average it all out in sort of an equal-weighted way. That red line that you show on the graph, which that portfolio I'm looking at uh, for myself each day, that can outperform the indices. I think that's the environment we're in. You don't play the index, but you play in these different sectors equally weighted to try to get ahead of the, the game. Yeah, and you mentioned that offensive defense portfolio that uh, that you've been hitting on here. Is 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 that uh, you know that theme that you have in there? You like some maybe uh, emerging markets. Uh, you like some stuff in, in the consumer staples. But if you look at areas like discretionary, which has been under pressure this week, uh, is that a warning signal for the overall market that hey, you know what, the consumer, which leads most of the economy or two thirds of the economy, that starts to wane a little bit. That's going to be a telltale sign or a canary in the coal mine for potentially more volatility and weakness. That's definitely true. I think consumer discretionary stocks uh, is where the, the, the real pain for the markets could be ahead because if high gas prices persist and higher interest rates start to come about and 
put pressure on people's uh, mortgage payments or and or you know uh, pressure on the housing market confidence itself has already been weighing on inflation itself people are unhappy with inflation and yes presumably discretionary stocks can decline that said though there are some sectors in that in that consumer discretionary that are still very cyclical reopening related i think for example the airlines that i i favored a lot for a while it's a bumpy ride uh, since i started getting in that trade last year but and despite the, the fuel costs that they face the travel season is wide open i do think that's one sector in that area the consumer discretionary that can outperform but the, the bigger risk, of course, is that we, we tilt into this softness and consumer discretionary that leads us to this path down, ultimately to a recession. Don't think U.S. recession will be this year at all, but it is a warning sign, no question. Yeah, and I like the fact that you brought up airlines, uh, Ben. I just flew and, uh, you know, trying to book other stuff for the rest of 2022. Prices are about triple what they were at the end of 2019 and uh, pre-pandemic. Uh, even with the rising fuel costs, uh, rising wages for these airlines, it seems to be this is the area of speculation. So do you barbell that off? I, I noticed that you have some other more uh, stable names that have greater balance sheets like Microsoft and some others. Is that how you have to approach this market moving forward because the uh, volatility will continue? I think that's exactly right. I, you really want to barbell it that way because those big names, as you mentioned, like a Microsoft as an example, um, you know, that is a name that, that doesn't really go to major contraction and unlike maybe some of the cyclical names, but you, and then if you take advantage of what you mentioned, what's so interesting about those airlines is that yes, the airfares are up, but airlines have been so deep in the hole from the pandemic that they're actually reflating, so to speak, their revenues will go up quite a bit near term. So the earnings of those companies I think will be outperforming, for example, earnings on banks that we see next week that may not be so rosy anymore, given the volatility of the market environment. So I think indeed play it out that way. Keep your portfolio so more, let's say, equal weighted. Like don't be like a say 70-30 idea or, or 90-10, be more 50-50 between defense offense, because it just shows you that it really isn't a year to be in this index. If you take a 60-40, it would be two index exposure, right? Let's say equity index or bond index. If you go the other way, you got to kind of spread it out. That seems to be the environment we're in. Yeah, I like that setup where you're in these names that have better balance sheets, better growth prospects, but then also you have to have some exposure to areas that might continue to do well in case there's no recession. And historically, uh, equity markets have risen during a rising interest rate environment like we're seeing right now. So we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. But I wanted to get one uh, quick, uh, one more quick question in for you on Twitter. Uh, their association now with Tesla, with Elon Musk taking a huge stake in there. He was passive. Now he's activist uh, investor in this company. This probably means there's going to be a lot of changes. And I think that's what a lot of investors are excited about. And I think Twitter is due for changes. What's your outlook here for that stock? Yeah, definitely. You know, that, that was a major change week quick. And it's amazing how, you know, the Tesla and the Twitter stock are correlating positively. They already were, but that correlation is picked up. So I took that more like, if you're getting someone like Elon Musk being activist on a company like Twitter that has significant influence on, say, you know, views about not only social media, but also tech in general, then I think that could be potentially a positive. Now, to, to be seen exactly how this plays out, what Musk is, is able to uh, uh, accomplish on that board, 
Um, you know, some people speculate that the former President Trump will get his Twitter back, right? Who knows? But it's it's more about, I think, this is a company can turn around with some leadership from him, given what he's done for Tesla. I think that's the confidence behind the move and the stock that you've seen of, of late. Uh, will it be, you know, a back to the highs from where it came from? I'm not so sure, but I think this initial pop shows confidence from investors that uh, Musk can turn things around. Yeah, and uh, monetizing those daily and monthly active users might be uh, the first thing on his agenda moving forward. All right, Ben, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Have a good weekend. Thank you for having us. All right, that's Ben Ammons, uh, Managing Director of Global Macro Strategy at Medley Global Advisors.